0: Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Wiki Sports Podcast. Guys, it's been a minute. I know it's been a while. There's been a lot of stuff going on in my life, making it a little hard for me to record. Um, school, work, life, all that stuff. We'll be able to record, you know, at least a little at least two weeks this month. Um, kinda of get our opinions. A lot of stuff been happening in the world of the NFL. Let's talk about that. Let's start as a Seahawks fan, <laughs> you know my heart is broken with the Russell Wilson, with the Russell Wilson trade. Did I see it coming? No, to be honest, I didn't. Uh, I, I, I genuinely, you know, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors played by John Schneider and Pete Carroll. And I really feel like the only reason Seattle even pulled the trigger on the trade because I think Russell would have played in Seattle regardless. I don't think he was pushing. He has contracts up at the end of the season. So I don't think it was a necessity for him to get out. I don't think it was a necessity for him to leave this year. I think he'd played his contract out and then got a big deal next year. What I think the deal was those coaches saw somebody in the draft and that guy's Malik Willis. I'm telling you, I'm serious. I've been I have been raving about this guy for so long and so many people don't know who he is. 6'2", 225, runs a like a 457. He's His deep ball looks like Russell's. He looks everything like Russell if he was 6'2". Malik Willis is awesome. I mean, he was a stud at, you know, uh, he should have been the starter at Auburn until Bo Nix took that spot. Not surprised. Then he lit up at Liberty, and people say, oh, competition, competition. Even against the competition that they played, and even against high-level teams, Malik Willis looked awesome. This is what I'm saying. I think what happened was Seattle not only... They've been working on it for two weeks. I think what happened was they saw they saw Malik Willis's, you know, or it could be even Kenny Pickett, you know, who knows? They saw their prospect of the futures, talent in whether the senior bowl or the combine, whatever it was. And they said, you know what? Russ Wilson's 33. He wants a new deal at the end of this year. He's got you know, I love Russ. And yeah, he could probably play till he's forty, but you're not doing what Tom Brady did. Realistically, I think Russ has got maybe three or four good solid years in him. Maybe. He could only have two. That's all I think Russ has in him. Um so what what Seattle saw is they saw another opportunity to build everything else up and do it just like they did with Russ as rookie quarterback. I mean, there comes a time where you need to move on. Not everybody can play at a level like Brady and Rodgers. Honestly, that's what it is. You know, not everybody's going to play at that level. And I love Russ, but I mean even, you know, even Rodgers Who's played? Yes, he's played with the best receiver in the NFL. He also has played with barely anybody else besides Aaron Jones. So, nevertheless, I think Seattle saw a guy in the combine that they loved, um, you know, or in the Senior Bowl that they loved, and they said, you know what? There's no reason to pay Russell Wilson a big deal. That's going to handicap us for the future. Yes, it hurts as a Seattle fan. Yes, I was very pissed off at John Schneider and Pete Carroll only because I hate smoke and mirrors bullshit, right? This is the thing that, that NFL teams do, right? And that pro sports teams do. And I know it's a media thing, but they go this smoke and mirrors crap. And they tell all of, and, and it's not like... And it's like with fan favorites. Russ is a fan favorite in Seattle. I know there's people that don't like him because you know, they think he's a diva. But ultimately, Russell Wilson, for a new generation of kids, is what seattle seahawks sports was what seattle sports was reality i mean the mariners a bit bad and that's you know it so russell wilson embodies that to trade away that guy i mean you could lose fans you could lose those young kids nevertheless i think the big situation you know is i hate the smoke and mirrors shit had they been honest about shopping russell wilson i think things would have been gone over easier as a seahawks fan we would have had time to cope instead of telling us we're not gonna trade him we're not gonna trade him and then bam hit him with a trade I mean, I know you don't want the media saying anything, but at the same time, your fans deserve that. That the fans deserve that. We knew, we knew from the start Bobby was going to get released. I mean, I knew it. anybody that didn't is a fool. Sixty million dollars in cap hit for a aging linebacker when you have a young linebacking core: B- BBK, Cody Barton, Jordan Brooks. I mean, come on. So I expected Bobby to get released, but I didn't expect Russ to get traded. Why? Because I mean. How often do you trade your top 10 quarterback? Again, it hurts. It sucks. I'm sad to see Russell Wilson go. Um, He's definitely the greatest Seattle Seahawk ever. You know, sorry, Steve Largent, move over. But Russell Wilson takes that cake. He won the title and he's been elite. Um, Very well could go down as the greatest Seattle sports. But, you know, he's up there with, with the kid. You know, I think Ken Griffey... I think Russell kind of takes the cake in front of the kid. You know, I love Ken Griffey, and all you old heads are going to get mad at me, but I think Russell Wilson takes the cake in front of Ken Griffey. Why? He won a title. Ken Griffey was awesome. You know, but ultimately he won a title in the biggest sport in America, in the NFL. As a young, as a kid. Russell Wilson was 23, 24 when it happened. He was a child. He was no older, he was one year older than me. And he won a title. Ken Griffey Jr. didn't win one in his entire time there. I know baseball is a little bit different. You compare the two sports, you can't really compare them. But at the end of the day, I think Russell Wilson takes cake as the greatest Seattle sports fan, you know, player ever. Ultimately, above Peyton, above Kemp, honestly, he's the only one who brought a title. He's the only one who brought a title, and he's the only one who consistently won. You know, at least at a high level, and was consistently a contender. Simple as that. Um, you know what sucked? It was not. It was not easy to witness Seattle. You know, uh, to witness Seattle do that, I was shocked. I was on a I'm on a rant. I got blocked from Adam Schefter because I was quote tweeting it, calling John calling John Schneider an idiot, calling Drew Lock garbage. I don't think Drew Lock's that bad. I just don't think he's an I don't think he's an NFL starter. I mean, he's okay, but he's another one of those guys that John Elway took because he's a he's tall white kid. Nevertheless, what we're going to go over today is we're going to go over my three-round mock draft using uh, ProFootball.com's Mock Draft Simulator. It's one of my favorite mock draft simulators. I've used it for a long time. Um, I really enjoy the way it's laid out. I'm going to go over it, go over where, you know, why every pick's where, who, you know, who's going where, you know, we'll have some trades going on in there. So um, bear with me while we uh, while we get that going, and then we'll go over it, all right? So we'll go over the <clears throat> first round of my draft mock draft here. Um, you know, after the Combine, and this is why, you know, I really not tr- don't try to do my mock drafts until the Combine, because you never know, right? The Combine is the biggest day, and then pro days, you know, happen as well. Combine really is where it's seen. At number one, for a long time, I had Evan Neal. <clears throat> I thought Evan Neal was the best tackle, you know, best, play- be- you know, obvious pick for the Jaguars at number one. I now have uh, Akemi Kanwu. I think he's the best tackle in the in college football. He's a sophomore, so he's young. He's 6'4", 320. He's an absolute athlete of a man. Um, and I think that at number one, I think this is the obvious pick. I think Evan Neal has playing for Alabama kind of benefits you as a player. Because, you know, and this is the truth, you know, you, Playing for Alabama kind of benefits you. You're always, you know, if you look, if you're a solid player, you're going to get a, you're going to be a top pick because of your school. I think Akem Akonwu is a little bit worth it more because of his talent and where he played. Um, And I guess you can say I value smaller schools over bigger schools. But ultimately, I've seen, I feel like a lot of smaller school kids, especially at the offensive line position, I don't think, you know, I don't think the offensive line position is a position that you can really compare schools and talent because trying to block pass rushers and big ass defensive linemen is tough at any level um which is why i think you know i, I could if fcs and even d2 some d2 offensive linemen i think you know ultimately yeah they may not be worth a first round pick just because you don't have a lot of film on them but i think it doesn't matter if you go to alabama georgia wherever you go texas notre dame notre dame offensive linemen is a different story they're different specimens but nevertheless, I think that, you know, offensive linemen, you really can't compare it to like skill players because it's hard to guard defensive ends anyways. It's hard to guard those fucking guys anyways. So I think, and I think at six foot four, he's a little bit six seven is big. And I saw Evan, Evan Neal, you know, he looks solid, but I think six foot four is a solid length for an offensive tackle at six seven. You know, I feel like you're getting up there in height, you're getting up there to a point where it's like, okay, well, how is it gonna affect him? How is he going to be, you know, um, with his knees and everything? So, I have uh, a Conway, number one. Number two, Kyle Hamilton. I think this is the obvious pick for Detroit, and I think that Dan Campbell is competent. So, they have a competent head coach. I think Dan Campbell, Kyle Hamilton is the generational talent. Six foot four, 220. He's an absolute insane player. He's only, he's just about to turn 21. He's an insane athlete. He can play in the box. He can play. He can cover tight ends. He can cover wide receivers. He is an all-around specimen. He could very well be the number one pick. But I don't think the Jaguars do that. With tra- if the Jaguars didn't have Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Hamilton's number one overall. Definitely. Given that, he's going to number two. Detroit has, you know, I had Evan- Aiden Hutchinson here, but edge isn't the biggest need. Trey Flowers and uh, Julian Okora are both in Detroit, so it's not a big need. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson would bring that Michigan style to them. But reality in reality, I think it's Kyle Hamilton here. At number three... I did have Matt Coral at one point. I don't think any quarterbacks besides one go in the top 10. Um, and I think that Houston's going to go ahead and try to protect that. Whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Davis mills, whether it's, you know, Tyra Taylor, whether it's, you know, somebody they draft, um, even if it's Deshaun Watson, they're going to go to the offensive tackle. Evan Neal here, Evan Neal will go one to three. I think I can, also goes one to three. I don't think either of those two fall out. I think they are you know Charles Cross could jump up, but I don't think he's on the level that Neal and Akonwu are. Um, at number four, Aiden Hutchinson goes here. I had Derek Stingley here for a long time. I don't think I know. It's I know the big need is DB for the Jets. I think this is such a loaded defensive backs class that DB. You know taking him at number four. At number four, you're saying he's just as good as Dev, Denzel Ward. He's, you know, he's a Patrick Peterson. Derek Stingley Jr. had an awful season last year. While he still looks like the best corner, you know, they're giving him the benefit of the doubt. He had an awful season last year. LSU played really bad. You have to wonder, okay, well, has he taken a step back? If I'm the Jets, you can't afford that. You know, you can't afford to have a player take a step back. They could end up being, you know, like, uh, God, who was that? Who was that DB years ago? um, Who The Browns drafted. The Browns actually drafted him. Uh, Justin Gilbert. Could end up being a Justin Gilbert. So, if I'm the Jets, I think I'm going to take the take Aiden Hutchinson you're going to pair him up with Quinn and Williams you're going to pair him up at, on that edge spot and it's going to be solid I know it's out of their need but you have you know and it could be Cave on Thibodeau it could be Aiden Hutchinson they're going edge here at number five New York's taking it Kavon Thibodeau he doesn't fall farther than five um his I know his fire was a big issue a lot of people wondered about it well oh, does he have the drive I don't think New York and Brian DeBall give a shit about that. I think that they're going to take the athlete, pair him in there with Leonard Williams. Now you've got a crazy interior. Um, at number six, this one's tough. I really think Malik Willis could go here after all that. I think that Malik Willis could go to the to to the Panthers, but I think they go offensive linemen. I think that if I'm the Panthers, I'm not drafting a quarterback in the first round because I traded all the all that capital for Sam Darnold I'm gonna I am I'm them I'm gonna give Sam Darnold another time I'm gonna give him some protection first of all because he was sacked a lot I'm gonna give him some protection and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give him one more year they're gonna take a quarterback just not in the first round I'm gonna give him one more year I'm gonna say okay unless in and, 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 and unless the Panthers get Deshaun Watson they're keeping Sam Darnold as a quarterback I don't see them Going back on that and saying, you know what, we're just we traded all these picks, we traded the second round picks to bank on Sam Darnold. Now we're gonna, you know, eat put a foot in our mouth and draft a, you know, there's no quarterback in this draft who I think is is not doesn't have a low ceiling or doesn't have a low floor. Even the even the best ones, they all have low floors. I don't think there's anybody in this draft who looks like an NFL ready quarterback, at least for the most part. I mean you know, I think that a lot of these guys have low floors, also high ceilings. So I think that that's where the Panthers are like, you know what? We're going to Sam Darnold's an awful quarterback. You know, he's not great. He's not, you know, he's not, he's not, he's like 25th in the NFL. But I think that they're going to say, you know what? We're not going to put our foot in our mouth and draft a quarterback at number six. We're going to go ahead and draft one of the best offensive tackles in the draft and stick with Sam Darnold. And number seven. So this was New York. I had Tyler Linderbaum here for a long time. I think he falls out. I think center, compared to guard, like guys like Quentin Nelson, guys like Zach, you know. um, I think that, you know, center is so overlooked. And I don't think a top 10 center is something that the Giants want to pay for. And I don't think it looks good if you draft a center in the top 10. Especially at that number 7 spot with Derek Stingley Jr. still on the board. Who the Ravens trade up and get. If Derek in the Juniors on the board, the Ravens are going up to that number seven spot, they're drafting Derek Stingley. He works well with that offense, with that defense. Um he's gonna benefit really well in Baltimore. So I have them trading up. At number eight, we saw the Calvin Ridley news. For a long time, I had Ahmad Gardner here, Sauce Gardner, especially after his combine. The Calvin Ridley news, you're not getting him back. You need a wide receiver. They don't have anybody. So wide receiver has to be the guy that they go with. And Drake London fits the Julio Jones mold. Now he's not like Julio Jones. But he fits that mold. He fits that big receiver that Matt Ryan loves. He's gonna benefit, he's going to do very well in Atlanta. They have to go wide receiver here. If they don't, then their their front office is an idiot. Because you don't have Calvin Ridley. You have AJ Terrell. You you could get a corner in the second round. Taking a corner in the first round when you're not going to get Calvin Ridley back for at least a year is foolish. At number nine, my beloved Seattle Seahawks, Malik Willis. I think that, yeah, they could go Tyler Linderbaum here. But it's another case of the okay. You know, and and there are some offensive tackles, but after Charles Cross, the next best offensive tackle is is uh, Trevor Penning, at least. So, here they take Malik Willis. I think that, you know, they saw somebody they liked, and there's no way they're not going to take that first-round pick. When you trade your top quarterback, you're not going to that, waste that first-round pick on somebody that's not him. So, they go out and they get Malik Willis, because Malik Willis ain't far, falling far. This ain't, you know, the Russell Wilson draft. This ain't, you know, guys like, like Malik and Russell. Malik's not falling far. So, I have Malik at number nine to Seattle. I think that's why they made this trade. I think that, you know, if they take anybody else besides him, they're fools because they can build everywhere else throughout the draft. If they take an edge rusher here, I will be pissed because this is a heavy edge rusher draft with a lot of upside for a lot of these guys. There's no reason for them to take an edge rusher. Offensive line, unless, God forbid, Charles Cross is there, um, they better not take one at number nine. At number 10, again... Well, what about D B in yeah yeah, get weapons. You want to get weapons for Zach Zach uh Zach Wilson. They're gonna go with Garrett Wilson. With no Drake London, Garrett Wilson's the guy here. I mean it could be Trent McDuffie, but ultimately I think that Garrett Wilson is the guy. He's you know, that the wide receiving core in Ohio State has just looked awesome. At number eleven, Carson this is before the car so this so the needs say quarterback, linebacker safety. Um this is before the Carson Wentz trade, which just happened today. They're not taking a quarterback in the first round. Washington needed a quarterback. Um, Carson still plays well. They're not going to waste a first-round pick on a quarterback, especially with a big contract like Carson. They're going to go out and get Devin Lloyd. Help solidify that that defense that took a step back. That was one of the best defenses two years ago, and they took a step back getting a linebacker now. Devin Lloyd is the best backer, linebacker in college football. Um, that solidifies them there. At number 12, George Kalafidis. I had it at number nine to Denver a long time ago. He's going to fall three spots. To Minnesota, he is the you know in a loaded pass rushing draft. No Aiden Hutchinson, no on Thibodeau. He's a top five pick. George Clifford is out of Purdue. He goes here to uh, Minnesota. Everson Griffin. I'm not sure. You know, we don't know what's up with him. And they've been so, there's been so much turmoil with edge rushers in Minnesota. They need to to, to build that defense back up because it looks atrocious. At 13, Chris Olave ran a 4.26 in the draft. Chris Olave. I don't know how to say his name. Goes to uh, Cleveland, with the pending, we don't know what's going to happen with Jarvis Landry in the next coming weeks. They don't have Odell Beckham. Who's the next receiver there? Yes, it could be Jordan Davis here. Yes, they could trade down and take Jordan Davis after his big combine. I don't think that that's the obvious choice. I think they get a wide receiver here, give Baker Mayfield another weapon, give him an opportunity to prove himself. And at fourteen, this is this is the best case scenario for New York. They trade seven spots down. They take Tyler Linderbaum at fourteen. Best case scenario, they get more picks, they trade down, they don't pay a center top 10 money, they get him at number 14, they get a better value for him, and kind of a a better area. At 15, Trayvon Walker jumped up draft boards. So, David Ojabo, I had going at 15 for a long time, shot up draft, Trayvon Walker shot up draft boards, he's going to go here to Philly, the 15th overall pick they got from Miami, Trayvon Walker goes here, this is where Saskarner falls, honestly... Oh, my Gardner looks good I still think the group of five bias will happen I don't think I think yes he never gave up a touchdown in his entire career in college football I think that I think that he given who's the needs everywhere he could go 10 to New York he could go to he could go to Minnesota I haven't gone to Philly I haven't dropped to 16th I think that that's kind of where where he's gonna go I think that's the the idea, he's an excellent player, and I think he's going to do very well in the NFL, but I think that there's still some bias, and there's a lot more talent and needs at certain spots that, you know, DB, well, how good are you going to be? Pairing him with Darius Slay, though, Philadelphia's going to have an excellent uh, excellent two-pack two, two punch. 17, Trent McDuffie, my UW man. Sophomore, 5'11", 195, another player that didn't give up a single touchdown in his career. Single, Not, not a single one at UW. DBU. He's going to go here at 17. I had Jamison Williams going here for a long time. The signing of Mike Williams. Um, now, they don't necessarily, yes, Justin Herbert. But this is a, the, yes, Justin Herbert needs weapons. But this is, again, wide receiver, a lot of wide receivers in this draft that are talented. You don't need to take a wide receiver in the first round. There's no need to. resigning Mike Williams. They now can go with a corner, go with a different need, and pair up and get get that secondary working. So, Trent McDuff here at 17. With Jameis Winston not being re-signed in New Orleans, and Sean Payton not being there, Taysom Hill will not be the starter. I don't think Dennis Allen's an idiot. I don't think he wants another repeat of of, uh, uh, (laughs) Oakland. They take Kenny Pickett. Um, Kenny Pickett goes here at 18. Eight and a half inch hands. Yeah, I know that's a big deal, but Drew Brees was also small. He was also tiny. Um, I think Kenny Pickett goes here at 18. Ultimately, I think that without... Without Jameis Winston and they haven't re-signed him and you know, free agency hasn't opened yet. The new season hasn't opened yet. Pending the Jameis Winston signing, Kenny Pickett goes here at 18 to New Orleans. I know they took Ian Book, but at number 19, Nicobe Dean, the next best linebacker goes here. Uh it's an all defense draft. Philly had a terrible defense this year, gave up a lot of points. Darius Slay was the bright spot. Um getting Nakobe Dean will help solidify that linebacking core. At number twenty, with their man Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett off the board, I, Sam Howell, I think, is a second round, maybe third round pick. He looked a to, he looked terrible at the combine. He was missing throws. He you know didn't he was missing throws. He he couldn't put touch on the ball. He looked atrocious. He looks exactly like what Mitchell Trubisky is. Um, Matt Corral goes here. I think Matt Corral had a solid combine. He was projected to be a number one pick. A long time ago, but I think at number twenty he fits that mold in, in Pittsburgh really well. At twenty one, I have <coughs> excuse me. I have Buffalo trading up for Jamison Williams. Um, from twenty five to twenty one, they get with well, Jamison Williams still on the board. Buffalo is going to you know they're losing Cole easily most likely. They get another receiver for Josh Allen. At twenty two, I have Jordan Davis going here. I think his combine. You know, I know wide receiver is a big need for Las Vegas but they did give up a lot of rushing yards this year. Their defensive line was absolutely terrible in on the interior. I think Jordan Davis will eat up eat up the middle and I think he's a solid pick at 22. At 23, I've had Kenyon Green here for a long time. You need to protect Kyler Murray. I mean, your tackles are solid, but your your guards are terrible. You, you know, um put, you got Rodney Hudson in there. Might as well get another guard. Um at 24, Trevor Penning. There's a guy Bernard Raymond who's 25 years old. I think it's going to make his draft stock fall at 25. How much potential do you have? I know it's not the NBA, but at the same time, how much potential do you have? 25 years old, you know, group of five player. Played in the he played in the MAC. There's so many things that cause Bernard Raymond to fall. Trevor Penning, I I think like I said, FCS these FCS guys that come from these small schools in Iowa and all that. You these guys are. Monsters, and I think that he's going to be a solid tackle for Dallas. At 25, they get Traylon Burks. I think they could take him at 21. I think 25 is a solid bet. Um, wide receiver has to be the guy. I mean, you have Kendrick Bourne, but Nelson, and they're willing to move on from Nelson Aguilar. And unless, God forbid, they get Tyler Lockett from Seattle, um, they're going wide receiver in the first round. At 26, I have Tennessee trading out. Tennessee's biggest need is a tight end, and taking one in the first round would be foolish as the top rated tight end is Trey McBride. He's solid, but I don't think they take a tight end. Um, And I think with, you know, they they need a guard and they need an edge. They could take an edge here, but I think that they trade down because I think this is where Houston's going to see and they're going to move on for Davis Mills, but they're going to go out and draft Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter had an excellent combine. Do I think he's a top 25 pick? No. Why? Accuracy issues. Desmond Ritter has some terrible accuracy issues. He looked better in the combine. But in college, I mean... He, th- he throws great on the run but pressure in the pocket he he misses throws he misses easy throws and sorry about the guys that had a phone call um but it doesn't really matter. you know he looked better in the combine and i think that it helped his draft stock i really had him as a late as a as a high second round pick accuracy issues i think teams are a lot more likely to look over now um because it can be you know coached out of somebody. But I think for a situation like Houston, accuracy issues are the least of their worries. They just want somebody who's athletic and can play. Uh, Davis Mills looked good, and you know what's funny is I had Davis Mills going to the Bears, um, going to the Bears last year in the draft. I like Davis Mills. I think he can start on an NFL team. I think he's a game manager. But if you get him on a team that has an excellent defense and you know talent around him, Davis Mills will look good. He won't lo- He won't lose you games, but he won't win you games. Houston wants a guy who's going to win them games. They've been spoiled with Sean Watson. I think that's the difference. I think Davis Mills is like Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner. I think both of those guys are starters on NFL teams. But the problem is nowadays, you know, everybody wants the talented super freak with like Russell Wilson, you know, all those guys. All those Russell Wilson, Sean Watson, all those guys are super freak, you know, super freak athletes at one point in their time. Given that, I think that, you know, Houston's – I think that Davis Mills very well could be the quarterback there if they build their defense. But, knowing Houston, they're going to trade up. They're going to take Desmond Ritter here at 26. They have an opportunity to. At 27, Sky Moore. Now, this is my first big jump, right? First big jump. I usually, usually am really weary to do these, but I've been right at least once every year. My first big jump is Sky Moore. He had an excellent combine. He looked so insanely good. I know he goes out of Western Michigan, but there's another great Western Michigan wide receiver, Corey Davis looks good he was a top five pick Sky Moore's gonna jump up boards this is where Chicago's gonna trade up with Tampa Tampa's gonna trade down they don't you know I think that they're gonna build picks they're not in any big need quarterbacks their biggest need but I think Kyle Trask will do fine there Sky Moore is the guy here Chicago's gonna trade up they're gonna get him at great value they're gonna steal him before any second round teams think about it so I love this pick here at 28 I have my Seahawks trading up I know Seattle Seahawks trading up I think with all the picks they've acquired they're gonna do it zion johnson isn't going to come out of the first round i know he's projected as a third round as a second round pick he will not get past cincinnati i promise that he will not get past cincinnati so seattle knows that they're going to trade up boom they're going to go up to 28th green bay is going to trade down with no wide receiver really on the board that interests them you know with a first round pick because they didn't make a trade up, they're going to trade down. Seattle's going to get Zion Johnson. Now you have Malik Willis. You got that offensive lineman you wanted. Zion Johnson is an excellent run blocker. He's going to pair very well with Damian Lewis. At 29, this is going to shock a lot of people. Another big surprise. Brees Hall looked outstanding in the combine. And Miami, with Mike McDaniels there, they're going to want a running back. They need a guy that's going to ground a pound. A lot like Raheem Mostert, all those type of guys. Brees Hall is that guy. He goes here at 29. I mean, we saw it with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire when he was taken by... Kansas City, so um, Brees Hogg is here at 29. At 30, Devontae Wyatt, the the man next to it could be a corner. You know, I could have done Andrew Booth Jr. I you know, but I really feel I'm really feeling good about defensive line. I think that that's going to help benefit Kansas City. At 31, Minnesota is going to trade up. Bernard Raymond could be taken here, and I know what you're saying. Cincinnati obviously needed it. But there's so many offensive linemen in the second round that could very well be taken. I th- really think, I really think that Cincinnati trades down. Minnesota comes up. They get Andrew Booth Jr. And at 32, David Ojabo. Detroit gets their their edge. They get David Ojabo here at 32. So on to round two of our draft. At number 33, the Jaguars go ahead and take a corner. Kyrie Elam was a late round, uh, late first round pick. In most of my mock drafts, I think the emergence of a lot of other players, like Trayvon Walker, who jumped up draft boards after his combine, um, that's kind of caused Kyir Elam to fall. And he's not the best, you know, he he, he looked solid against LSU in twenty nineteen and he 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 did well, but you know, on that you know, he he's a big thing about Kyrie Elam is his discipline on the defensive side. Get a lot of penalties, and he, that's going to cause issues for a lot of teams, a lot of bad teams. You know, you pass interference penalties are probably the worst thing in the NFL. And if you can't control yourself as a corner, as a defensive back, and you cause a lot of those, because you're going to get guys like physical guys like DK. You know, DK Julio, um, Devontae, physical wide receivers. You can't get mad. Darius Slade, having Darius Slade with DK Metcalf, they're going to get in your head. So K. Ulam, if he's quick, I think the fact that he's quick to below his top causes him to fall not farther than 33 he's still talented as hell um but i think with all the talent that's in in the first round i think with all the talent that's in the first round um he just doesn't you know make it in just on the cusp at number 34 qu- oh, quarterback what about the quarterback no jayhan dodson Get in the wide receiver for amon rossane brown amon rossane brown looked good jared goff is a terrible quarterback yes but you have bigger needs bigger shoes to fill bigger needs I think ultimately, unless there's a quarterback in this draft, like Malik Willis, I mean, he could go number two. I unless God forbid there's a quarterback, and if there was a, if there was like a Trevor Lawrence or you know Andrew like Robert Griffin, like if there was a quarterback who looked obviously so good, I wouldn't blame them. But at 34, when you've already had two first round picks and you haven't taken in a quarterback, at this point, I mean, and there's still some on the board, let's fill the needs. Fill the needs first. Quarterback comes later. I know it's the most needed position in the NFL. But nevertheless, Jared Goff is, I mean, I would like to say he's bad, but I'd like to say he's serviceable. And if you're Detroit, you're not looking to win right now. What's the point of paying Jared Goff big money to develop a quarterback? It doesn't make sense. So get, Phil Needs, get another wide receiver. Amon Ross at late, St. Brown look good even with Jared Goff as a quarterback. So you get Jahan Dotson. He's an absolute awesome wide receiver. He could very well be a late first-round pick, but I think he goes here at 34 at 35, Trey McBride. Trey McBride, I have falling out of the second round. Here's the thing about tight ends, man. Unless you are guys like the Iowa guys, you know, unless you're from Iowa, unless you're like a super athlete, Trey McBride is an excellent blocker. Reminds me a lot of George Kittle. But that's the problem. He reminds me a lot of George Kittle on the blocking side. That's not going to attract a lot of teams. And the only need, really, for tight end, the biggest discrepancy is Tennessee. Tennessee also has other needs that need to be filled. Yes, tight end is a big need. I think Tennessee will watch and see, but not not very many other teams besides Jacksonville need a tight end. So unless you know, and 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 there's some good tight ends on the board for them. If they don't get Trey McBride, Isaiah Likely just as great, and he I think he might be better than Trey McBride. Trey McBride look just looks like the best offensive. Isaiah Likely will, f- you know, Trey McBride fits Tennessee better, and I think Isaiah Likely fits. Jacksonville better in the style of offense they want to run Tennessee's more of a run blocking which is what will bring up um Trey McBride so again they go Jermaine Johnson there's too many edges in this draft to fall and there's too many edges that are so solid um and Jermaine Johnson here very well could be in Tennessee at 36 um the Jets need DBs and when, when I look at a DB, I look at it as a situation of they need a DB, safety, you know, because there's not a lot of hybrid players. So they need defensive backs. I look at it as they need a safety and a corner. It's just easier to say it that way. Um, they take Daxton Hill. He's versatile, and he, which is very good because he's going to fit Robert Sala's defense excellent. Um, being versatile, safety, box, nickel, you know, whatever it needs. He fits New York the best. At 37, they end up taking Bernard Raymond. the the Bengals do but they don't pay him first round money which I think makes it better ultimately I think they trade down they they trade back up with New York New York who um was they were holding Cincinnati was holding the 44th they trade up with New York to get the 37th um and they take Bernard Raymond I think that they're going to get him regardless but I think six picks less and out of the first round benefits you better than in the first round and as a 31st pick because that sits a little bit you know that's a day one pick Um, at 38, again, they take Jaquan Brisker, another box safety, another guy that's going to fit really well. New York doesn't need a lot of offensive weapons. I mean, running back is going to be a big need for them, but I don't think, but right now I think defensively, their defense is so damn bad that getting all these people that Robert Sala can then mold will be great. And Jaquan Brisker played in the big 10, played against guys like, you know, solid, (coughs) um, wide receivers in the in the big 10 he's in fit very well at 39 Travis Jones goes here out of Connecticut big bright spot for a very bad team um he's gonna do very well on that Tampa Bay defensive line at 40 I have Kyler Gordon he's gonna pair next to AJ Terrell with the wide receiver going in the first round it's obvious you know biggest next need is a corner so Kyler Gordon fits that really well Kyler Gordon and Trent McDuffie never allowed a single touchdown in their time I actually played against Kyler Gordon in high school. Like this is no no joke at Archbishop Murphy. I played at Lakewood High School. They smoked us but I played against Kyler Gordon. The dude is an absolute insane athlete. At 41, I have the the Packers picking the trade that they, they traded with uh they picked the forty first pick, which was Denver's, but they got it from Seattle in that trade. Um George Pickens, six foot, six foot six foot three. Um he's gonna get Aaron Rodgers a weapon. They finally draft a wide receiver. They don't spend a first round pick on it um, it's such a loaded wide receiver draft. I think that they're they're gonna have a good chance of this. At forty two, you know, I wanted to see how to take a corner here. I really wanted them to, but I think that Edge is you know, they, they have solid edge rushers. But Daryl Taylor really kinda looked eh, and they need one that you know, there's going to benefit. Kingsley and Agbear is so insanely talented. He's not a big name that you're going to hear in the first round and I think 42 might be a little bit of a reach but Seattle's known for doing that so they're going to go ahead and take Kingsley and Agbear um, here at South Carolina. At 43, this is how far Sam Howell goes. Barring the Colts getting Jimmy Garoppolo or any other quarterback um, they take Sam Howell here. He doesn't fall far. I know many people think he's going to be a first round pick. I'm telling you after the combine, after him missing throws, him looking so you know not not great, he falls in the second round. He doesn't fall farther because he's talented, athletically, and that's just the way it goes. Um, teams will bank on that. He's not, I, I I can't I can't imagine a team wasting a first round pick on him, given all the talented quarterbacks there are. Um, Desmond Ritter is another guy that could be a second round pick, but I think Houston, you know, makes some moves and trades. But Matt Corral is, you know, I, I think I think it's safe to say that I think it is safe to say that um Sam Howell falls here. Forty third. It's a, it's uh Indianapolis picked it up from Washington. That's a solid spot. They get a they get a quarterback in the second round. Who and even if they do have Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean I still think they do it. At forty four Christian Harris goes here. Um Minnesota trying to improve that defense. Or sorry New York trying to improve that defensive Giants. They, they go here. 45, Logan Hall. Logan Hall looks awesome. He could be a fringe first-round pick. Don't be surprised if you see him taken in the first round. Um, I know Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis are the top two. Don't be surprised if you see uh, Travis Jones or Logan Hall in the first round. Do they end up there? No, I don't think so. But um, they very well could. They, it's a possibility. And 46, Ravens, they took, um, I think with Travis Jones and Logan Hall off the board, a defensive lineman, an interior lineman just seems foolish in the first round or in the second round. So they take Luis uh, Sine, I think it's Louis Sign Sine um, here, get another safety, help revamp that uh, secondary. At 47, you know, they took Bra- Brees Hall in the first round at number 29. Um, they're gonna go with offensive lineman here, Darren Kennard. Darren Kennard will probably move to the guard spot. He's one of, he was the best rush uh run blocker in the SEC last year. Um, he'll probably play guard, which is fine. He fits he fits Mike McDaniel's offense though. Gotta remember, this is the guy who, you know, you think oh it's Kyle Shanahan. No, Mike McDaniel's the reason that San Francisco ran so much. Why they were so powerful in the run. So Darren Kennard fits that really well. Any run blockers, any people like that you see, don't be surprised to see, San, to see Miami pick them up. At 48 um, Jalen Petre goes here you cannot tell me that Cincinnati's gonna stick with Eli Apple you can't sit here and tell me they're gonna stick with Eli Apple as the other corner Eli Apple looked garbage in the Super Bowl and he looked garbage all year <coughs> he was he was terrible and they go Jalen Peter Jalen Petre looked awesome and he plays corner and plays the out he plays the slot and he plays the outside. So even if he, the Bengals need offensive lineman, and even if uh, even if they keep um, Eli Apple, Jalen Petre is a versatile player. You know he can play. This, you know he does play the slot, plays the outside, all that stuff. So I think it's a solid pick for Cincinnati here. At number forty-nine, I have the Eagles. They got to get another wide receiver. You know Devonta Smith's awesome, but the Eagles' wide receivers have been notoriously terrible. JJ Arcega Whiteside, right? That's the guy they drafted over DK. Not the guy you want there. I think so. Um... So Justin Ross here at Clemson, he's a big, big six foot four, two hundred five pound uh, junior, um, ex out of Phoenix, uh, out of Phoenix City, Alabama. Awesome pick here. He's big, solid. Um, you know, he had three hundred one yards and three scores in two playoff games in twenty eighteen. I think Justin Ross is an excellent pick here. He fits that Philadelphia um, style of play, and getting a big receiver for Jalen Hurts will help them a lot. At number fifty, uh, Daniel Falele. Now, yes, they need off They took Bernard Raymond. I don't see them taking an uh, an offensive tackle again. I think they'll go interior offensive lineman. Um, but with none on the board, that I think that they would want. Um, they could take Dylan Parham, but I don't think that that's where they go with with who's available. Uh, tackle here, Daniel Falele goes here with Ryan with uh, I think Teron Armstead, the guy who's leaving New Orleans with no Teron Armstead. You don't know if he's going to be back. Daniel uh, Falele goes here. He's a big, solid tackle. 6'9, 380. Um another now, I know what I said before about you know, when you guys get that big, Daniel Falele looked awesome for Minnesota. Um, another reason, you know, I think that he's gonna be solid for whoever that quarterback is. At 51, Philly's in a trade with Dallas. Dallas can trade up, take Chad Muma. They need an offense. they need a linebacker with no with Leighton Vander Esch gone. Chad Muma. It was 6'3", six, six 242 pounds. He, these, those MWC linebackers, uh, Dallas likes them. And instead of taking a first-round pick on him, Chad Moom is excellent. He looked great for Wyoming. Um, another great Wyoming linebacker that's in the NFL right now, Logan Wilson, who played for the Bengals, who plays for the Bengals. So I think Chad Moom an excellent pickup here. At 52, got to go with the guy next, uh, next to Joe Hayden. Roger McCreary, he is very small, but so is Joe Hayden. I think he fits well. Um, with that Steelers defense. And Mike Tomlin will probably use him in the slot rather than on the outside. Um, This is an excellent pick. Reggie McCreary, you know, was a French first-round pick. I have him falling pretty far just due to his length issues and corners in the NFL now. Uh, you know, it's the NFL's changed. It used to be 5'11", 5'10", were the corners. Now 6'1", 6'2", long corners are what you want because you got these big, long wide receivers. At 53, DeMarvin Leo goes here. DeMarvin Leo was projected to be a top ten pick early in the preseason. Um, but like pro football focus has said, um, he has he hasn't developed. He hasn't developed. So he 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 didn't take a step forward, he didn't take a step back, he kind of was right there, which is why he's fallen to the second round. He's got excellent value and he'll do very well um next to Matthew Judon in um his uh next to Matthew Judon in New England he can also play the 3 technique which i think is going to benefit him really well he can defend and he can uh he can defend the run on the inside and he can um rest def- pass the passer. F54 Las Vegas is going to trade with the 49ers. 49ers are going to go out and get Dylan Parham. Dylan Parham i think will jump up a lot of boards. He can play the guard and he can play the tackle spot. Um he, he played the tackle spot for most of 2020 and then played the guard last year. He's going to be a guard in the NFL, but his versatility will benefit that Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, you got Mike McGlinchey there and, and uh, Terrence Williams. So I I don't I to Terrence Williams. I think that's his name. God, I can never remember his name. Um, I don't see Dylan Parham going to tackle, but at the guard spot, he'll bode very well there especially with the thought of Lake and Tomlinson being gone um they need to get another guard at number 55 Marcus Jones now Marcus Jones I have jump 5'8 185 I think he's going to remind now I think he's going to remind them a lot of um I think he's going to remind them a lot of Patrick Peterson he's an excellent returner and his versatility is going to benefit very well at 5'8 185 he will probably be a returner, along with um, playing that slot corner. At 56, David Bell. So this is where the wide receiver comes in. Now, with the resigning of Mike Williams, no reason to spend a first-round pick on a wide receiver. Getting Trent McDuffie is going to be very, going to do very, uh, very good things for the Chargers and for the Los Angeles Chargers. They're going to go David Bell here to Purdue. David Bell. At one point, I had him as a first-round pick with how talented this wide receiver class is. Last year, if David Bell would have came out, he'd have been a first-round pick. Um, he's paired up, you know, played played with uh, Rondale Moore. He's always been solid. I think David Bell could surprise a lot of people and jump up into the first round. But ultimately, I think his best value is in the second. Um, at 57, we have Detroit taking Leo Chenal, linebacker to Wisconsin, 6'2", 261, Dan Campbell's man runs a lot of man. Um, we saw it a lot in Detroit. Um, I think that Leo Chennault is going to do very well for them. Uh, he could very well play the outside spot and the inside spot. In um, that 4-3, he's going to be an excellent um, ru- rusher up the middle. This is a great pickup for Detroit as they continue to improve that defense. At 58, Tennessee is going to uh, pick that Tennessee that Denver acquired from Tennessee. Drake Jackson goes here. Drake Jackson... You know why I have him falling? There's a lot of talent in this draft. And it comes from, you know, he 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 had a, he stepped up this year. But I think that with how much talent is in this draft and how many, you know, he had six sacks last year. He only has 13 sacks in his career. And there's guys with, you know, that many in a season. I think that's the big issue. I think Drake Jackson, D- Denver still trades away the number nine pick um and still ends up with a solid pass rusher so drake jackson's the obvious choice here um i don't think that there's any other situation where uh i would and this is their first pick i think that drake jackson fits very well at number 59 Jalen tolbert 63 190 16 um pro football focus says he has 16 deep receptions ranked fifth all-time in college football. he's got a big play threat it Gets good receiver for Kyle Trask um, and whoever is there. I think this is they got Chris Godwin back. They got back Mike Evans. Getting another big play receiver is going to make Tampa Bay even more talented. Um, at number sixty-one, I have Nicholas Petit uh, friere going to Green Bay. Um, this gives them an opportunity. You know, he he looks like a guy who could be a first-round pick, but he also makes mistakes like a guy who should be a third-round pick. But I think that they're going to go ahead and take him here at number 60 um, and solidify that offensive line. At 61, Las Vegas is going to get their wide receiver. They're going to go with another Alabama man. Um, it's unfortunate what happened to Henry Ruggs and what happened to that 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 young girl. Um, John Mechie third goes here at 61. Um, again, very loaded wide receiver draft class, and John Mechie just ends up in the late second round. At 62, Martin Emerson goes here, 6'2", 200 pounds. On a very abysmal Mississippi State team. I think that's where the big thing comes from. He's on a very bad Mississippi State team. And he got torched. He got uh, he got torched in a few games last year. But he looked good against Ole Miss. He looked good against Ole Miss. So that's a, that's a big thing. You know, lots of corners. Lots of talent. Combine really kind of changed things up. So at 62 is where he is. At 63, I have... I don't think Carson Wentz will not be the only Carson in... Washington, Carson Strong goes here. Carson Strong, I think, moved up a lot of draft boards. Um, at one point, I had him as a first-rounder. I don't think so. I think he's not as athletic as the other guys, which is going to affect him. But Washington's, again, with getting Carson Wentz, they now don't need to waste a first-round pick. They're going to they're gonna end up they're trading with Cincinnati, so Cincinnati moved up to that pick at 48. Washington moved down into the late second round, so they get Carson Strong here at 63 out of Nevada. And at 64 for the final pick in the second round, Marquise Hayes at Oklahoma. Um, Atlanta gets a guard. They get to put him in there with, uh, Alex Lindstrom. Um, an absolute, you know, he's an absolute monster of a man. Six five, three twenty four. 324 Richard senior at 23 years old. He's a little bit, you know, he's, he's, he's a little bit old, you know, but he looked good against Iowa state. Um, and he didn't give up a single, uh, he didn't give up a, uh, a single sack in his first year and he only had one pressure um in 2020, 2021 towards the end of the season and so now for our third round uh at 65 i got romeo daubs um he was carson strong's big big play man um i don't you know he could very well be a second round pick but i think coming from nevada and again talent right and everybody's going to talk about it nevada wasn't a very good team playing in a weak conference it's always going to happen but romeo daubs is a big play threat he's been carson strong's man since he's been there He's been excellent. I think this is a solid pickup. When your best receiver on the God, who was even the best receiver in Jacksonville this year? I can't even think of it. Um But yeah, Romeo Dobbs will be a solid pickup. He could very well be the number one there. At number sixty six, I have Detroit trading with Buffalo. Uh Fiderian Mathis goes here. Federion Mathis, uh uh, you know, the D line in this year's draft, the interior defensive uh lineman, it's been really weak. Um last year was really strong. This year's really weak. Not very many guys that I think are talent I shouldn't say talented what do I know I'm just a podcaster not a lot of guys that I think have the first round second round ability um Fenary Mathis very well could be a fourth round pick but I think he I think the need that Buffalo has if they don't get Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt if they end up lucking out with those defensive linemen I think wide receivers a bigger need for them especially with no Cole Beasley you want to build around Josh Allen get him weapons get him guys that can help right um while I'm also building the defense. Federy Matthews is an excellent pick at 66. You don't waste much, you don't waste a pick on him. Um he can fill a hole, plug a hole, he'll be solid. It's not a glaring discrepancy. At 67, this is where Houston after taking a quarterback and taking uh an offensive tackle, they go with a they go with a, an edge rusher. This is a big draft for edge rushers, guys. I've said this like a 1000 times. Big draft for edge rushers. You're gonna see guys who are projected as second-round, first-round picks. You will see certain edge ra- edge rushers, unless they're surefire fall. You'll see guys picked up in random spots, way lower than they should be. Of course, we always see that, but when it's a powerful draft with edge with with edge rushers, and since it's become a big thing away from defensive end, it's become you know an actual position. There's so many guys like it. Um, this is where Arnold uh, Ebiki I'm gonna butcher this name. Abiket. Uh, um, the, tran- the temple transfer he's been solid but i think there's so many guys above him that are just a little bit more talented um he's gonna fall out of the second round um he could go you know go- could go to a place like dallas he could he could very well be denver's first pick um but i think you know i i really think that it it's gonna come down to he's just gonna end up there's gonna be teams that don't need him um and he falls out of the second round there's nothing wrong with being an early third At 68, I have Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson looked awesome. So he's a former running back. This is what I love. Former running back, 6'4", 235. Former running back. He looked great in Montana State's um, playoff run. And especially in the the championship game against North Dakota State, I mean, that's a powerhouse of a team. Troy Anderson looked awesome. The Jets are going to go and get him. He's going to fit really well in Rob Sala's defensive scheme. Excellent pickup here. So, guys, like, there's a big thing. Not a lot of running backs needed this year really not besides besides Miami there's not a lot of teams that really need a running back it's starting to fall out of the way and I I've I've said this before in in my my first podcast is that running backs value is so low it's just I don't value running backs at all unless you got guys like CMC or Alvin Kamara or even Nahi Harris that can do it all you know Nahi Harris is still up the question mark unless you got guys that are like that or like Derrick Henry who are just a specimen Your value is... Or Nick Chubb. You know, he's another guy. But your value drops. Being a running back, if you... Even if you are elusive... You know, we look at Ezekiel Elliott, right? Ezekiel Elliott is not a power back. He's strong, but he's not a power back. He's an elusive back. He's a zone running back. But he can't catch the ball. So he's a zone-schemed running back that can't catch the ball. Not going to work in the NFL. You know, you're a guy that... You're a running back that's going to get 20 carries a game. But, you know... Derrick Henry's gonna get 30 Because he's a power back And can run through everybody But when you're a zone-schemed Running back like Ezekiel Elliott And I always trash him Because I don't like Ezekiel Elliott You know, I don't think that he is worth The money that he was given I think it was a fluke I think if you put Look, that offensive line Gave We're gonna digress for a second That offensive line gave Darren McFadden a 1,000-yard season And So you can't sit here and tell me that Ezekiel Elliott Was the reason for it No, he looked good against Ohio State Because it was an offensive line That was NFL-ready and in Dallas again NFL offensive line that is why he had, he looks so good because once you get once you take away that offensive line once you take away those guys he looks like shit again the running back position is so low valued especially due to the high injury i mean say so speaking of it new york's going to take kenneth walker at, at 69 what this does right you have a backup in case saquon stays or you have a new starting running back in case you trade him. Do I think Saquon gets traded? No, I think the ACL injury if if New York wants a first round pick for him, it won't happen. An ACL injury on a running back, you lose value. You can have an ACL injury on a quarterback, why? But on a running back, a guy who's expected to get 30 carries a game and a guy like Saquon's an all-around, so he's got some talent. But Saquon with an ankle injury with an ankle injury with a, with an ACL injury, he's maybe worth a third round pick and that's just cuz of his youth. Take Kenneth Walker here, the 69th overall pick in the third round. You not only solidify a backup role as a solid running back, a guy who's been absolutely outstanding, but you give yourselves an opportunity to start a running back in case Saquon gets hurt or you have a running back that can take over if you trade Saquon. There's not a lot of teams with running back needs or any that I really saw that were scrapped. Uh, Atlanta as a team, but I don't think, I think Cordero, I think they want to stick with the Cordero-Patterson deal. I don't think that they take a running back in the first few rounds. Um, they're pretty much, and then maybe Tampa, but Leonard Fournette's there. So I don't think they're, I think the only team that really could use, I think the only team that really needs a running back is Miami. So I don't see one getting taken after Breeze Hall. 70th overall pick, Trey McBride. Now everybody's gonna hate me for this. All you tight end lovers are gonna hate me, right? I have Trey McBride falling far. Why? Not big needs of a tight end. It's, it's such a, a tight end position now. There's so many solid tight ends. It's how much are you gonna really, you know, spend on a tight end? How you know, what kind of pick if you don't if there's not a lot of teams that need him, why should we waste a to pick on him? So early. Um it's a gamble when you draft. At 70 I have Carolina taking Isaiah likely, and this is because I think he fits Trevor Lawrence's mold more. Jacksonville and Doug Doug Peterson's gonna want to throw the ball. Yeah, they're gonna want to run, but they're gonna want to throw. And Isaiah likely is a six foot four absolute unit. 6'4", 240. Dude is an absolute outstanding tight end. 12 touchdowns, 912 yards, 15 and a half yards per reception. Now he comes out of Coast Carolina, but it it. If you ever watch a film on Coastal Carolina, the stuff that they do is insane. He's speedy, he's fast, he fits exactly what you need in a tight end in Jacksonville that's going to throw the ball. I think I think K- Trey McBride is more of a George Kittle type. While he had 1,300 receiving yards, the happens when you the best receiver on the team, but he's an excellent... Trey McBride's better a better blocker, and I think that Isaiah Likely fits the mold in Jacksonville better. At 71, Jamari Slayer, their sailor, goes to Chicago. It's only their second pick. Um... So they're going to go ahead and get an offensive tackle, try to protect Justin Fields. At 72 is where Perry on Winfrey goes. Defensive lineman, you need a guy in the middle. Um, Brady Jarrett, you know, you can never trust that he's going to stay healthy. Perrion Winfrey, solid pickup, not much you're losing. At 73, you're going to have Brian Osamoa. Denver really needs an interior linebacker. Um, gave up a lot, but they still have, you know, they still have uh, – they have like what I think five picks in the top one hundred. So Brian Osamoa, excellent pickup here. Could be a second round pick. I think again there's gonna be fringe guys that are gonna fall. At 74, my Seattle Seahawks are gonna go ahead and they're gonna go off and tackle. They're gonna go with Abraham Lucas. This guy, I played this is another guy that I played against in high school. I played against him in basketball, actually. Abraham Lucas at Archbishop Murphy. Um just a phenomenal a phenomenal player. Um out of out of Washington State, he's been he's been awesome. Always played the right tackle spot. Played eight games at the right guard spot. He's needs to be a little bit polished on. Now the big thing about Abraham Lucas is while he's going to have a little bit of refinement in the past game, he played in a pass happy Cougars offense, so you can guarantee that he's going to be an excellent player in the pass game. This is a solid pickup. I think at seventy four, Seattle takes him here. I really think that they're going to end up with Abraham Lucas. He also ran a four nine two. He's a big man. 4'9'2. He's 6'7'3'19. At 75, I have Indy taking Calvin Austin. Calvin Austin reminds me a lot of T. Hilton. At 5'9'162, he had an absolute outstanding combine. He was one of the fastest wide receivers in the combine. Um, and he played against a great, he had a great game against a great secondary in Houston. I think Calvin Austin's a perfect pickup here. Um, he's going to jump up a lot of boards after that combine showing. At seventy-six, I have Donovan West. Donovan West, going to be a little bit of a reach here, but center is such a big need for Minnesota, and he plays all. He just he's he's played. This only he's on. This is his first year. This is his first year at the center spot. So we get Donovan West uh, at seventy-seven. Trey McBride. This is where I have Tennessee taking him. Now this comes in. Uh, This comes from, you know, he's a big-time blogger. He's a solid player. I think that Trey McBride is the excellent choice here. 77, excellent value. You don't waste a second peg. You can fill other needs. You still get your tight end. At 78, Max Mitchell. Max Mitchell, I think, is going to fall. I think he looked good at Louisiana, right? And he's... Many people think he's gonna be a second round pick. I think he falls. I think there's other guys in front of him that are going to jump up. I think he's going to be a draft steal. At 79, Baltimore's got to get an edge. Kalias Campbell is getting old. You got to find another edge. Cameron Thomas looked great. Biggest issue with Cameron Thomas was he came in at 264 and he didn't practice during the week. So his draft stock is gonna is gonna plummet because of his senior bowl. Like this is what you know, this is what I thought for your senior bowl and combines. It matters. It matters. I know injuries happen, but it matters cuz your draft stock falls. You want to be drafted higher. You want to be one of the top edge rushers, top players taken. You got to participate in these things. They got to scout you. They got to see you. They can't just go off of your game film. You know, they got to see you against the top players, against the people you're going to be playing against. Cameron Thomas, unfortunately, uh, Cameron Thomas, 79th to Baltimore. At 80, going to see a lot of Cincinnati players taken in the second and third rounds. I think that's where they fit, unfortunately. Uh Maya uh Myjai, Myjai, Siner, S- sorry, Myjai Sanders, sorry, Sanders, six foot five, two fifty five, excellent pass rusher. He's going to be um, that replacement for Jadavion Clowney, who is a pile of trash. Uh, I'm just kidding. Jadavion Clowney is a solid player, um, but Myjai, uh, Myjai Sanders is more of a pass rusher than Jadavion. Jadavion is a more of a run stopping guy. Nebraska, Nebraska was the best worst team in NCAA history. They had a zero percent. They had a 0% – sorry, a 0-point differential. Zero. They didn't get – zero. And they were 3-9. and Jojo Doman is another guy. Their secondary was so damn good. Jojo Doman, 6'1", 230. Um, He only gave up – so 32 receptions on 39 targets. Gave up a lot of catches, but 173 yards – is all he gave up? Didn't give up a single touch. and had two picks this year. He played not only so he's played in multiple spots at six one two, at six one two thirty. He's a very heavy corner, so I expect to see him play the slot. But he played in the he played in the D line area. He played the slot. He doesn't play much on the outside, so he's a slot. But he played the box, so he's a versatile player. Doesn't play much on the outside with Ronald Darby and Patrick Sertain in Denver. JoJo D- Doman's going to be a very good sl- slot s- slot corner for them. At 82, we see Sean Ryan go here. Uh, Indy's got to protect. Uh, got to protect whoever the quarterback is. Carson Wentz got crushed this year, and now um, if it's Sam Howell, like we have him at 43, if it's Sam Howell, it's got to be protected. At 83, w- Wando Robinson. I don't think that a wide receiver's biggest need. I don't think in the first two rounds you take one with Jalen Waddle there and Devonte Parker still solid. Um, Wando Robinson will be a solid pickup here. At 84. The Chiefs are going to get Khalil Shakir, another guy who I don't see. You know, another guy who is was ops awesome this year in college football, but I don't see um, any reason why he'd be taken higher than this. Eighty-five was he, Brandon Smith at a Penn State. There's a there's a big draft for linebackers too, but the NFL is so weird about their linebackers. Um, not a lot of guys can play Sam, so Sam, the Sam linebacker spot is going to be. I think this. I I feel that the Sam linebacker spot is the most underrated linebacker spot in college football or in football period. Um, because you have to cover tight ends. There are so many great tight ends. You got guys, you get guys like Travis Kelsey, um, George Kittle, you know, um, even TJ Hawkinson, you have to be able to cover. And if you can't cover tight ends, you're going to get manhandled, which is why I feel that, you know, um, that the tight end, that the linebacker spot is so important. Um, So, but not a lot of guys can play Sam, which causes a lot of linebackers to drop. A lot of guys are Wills or Mikes. Sam is very hard to find. Um, At least solid Sams. At 86, Darion Kendrick. Georgia, big corner draft, um, but, you know, you get overlooked by, you know, there there wasn't... I don't think Georgia's corners were very good this year. Um, I think it was more of their linebackers and their defensive line. I don't think Georgia had very many good corners, which is... I think this is the first corner... From Georgia I have taken off the board. I think he's the only... I think I think so. I think he's the only corner from Georgia I have taken off the board right now. Yeah, looks like it. So, Darion Kendrick goes here. He was solid for Georgia this year and in that game against Alabama. Did get a little bit... Um, You know, he, he uh, zero catches on three targets. So, he's looked solid but overlooked by a lot of the other players on his team. At 87, uh, Cardinals go with Rasheed Walker out of Penn State. Uh six 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 three twenty had a down year this year. Um gave up nineteen hurries, three hits and four sacks. So gonna but at eighty seven, that's not much of a loss in terms of who you're picking up and it gives them an opportunity to kind of mix and match with their offensive linemen. At eighty eight I have Kirby Joseph going here. Honestly, you know, you get Trevor Penning in the first round. If I'm Dallas, you gotta improve that secondary. Trayvon Diggs. Let's talk about Trayvon Diggs for a second. Trayvon Diggs is a liability. I said this before. Yes, he had 11 picks. Awesome. He's a great ball hawk, but he's a he's a safety. Trayvon Diggs should be a safety, not a corner. Why? He should not. If 11 picks is awesome, but if you get it for, if you hear it from a safety, Trayvon Diggs should not be playing corner. He should be playing safety, because 11 picks from a corner, but who gives up a thousand yards in a season, is different than a safety who gets 11 picks and gives up like 20, 200. How often are safeties covering people? Not a lot. Trayvon Diggs should be playing safety. Then I'd be more impressed with the eleven interceptions. He's a ball hawk, but he also gives up big plays. I don't like Trayvon Diggs. I think that he is a bottom I think that he is a bottom fifteen corner in the league. I think his eleven picks are a fluke from I mean, of course you're gonna get eleven picks if they're throwing at you five, six t- times a game. It's the corners who have less than you know, like they have like five picks. Or four picks and have the least amount of targets that they're throwing at you because they know your they know your liability anyways Kirby Joseph 64 he's a big man a big tight end uh, sorry 6'1 200 he's another ball Hawking safety I think he will prove my point he goes to Dallas at 88 excellent pickup they're able to get other players um Kirby Joseph here at 88 at number 89 Nick Benito gotta get another Outside linebacker or another edge rusher, Nick Benito is another guy who many people who some have as a second rounder. Um, He is definitely just a pass rusher. Not going to get you much in the run game. Not going to be a guy you expect to play inside or you know play in that three technique. He's definitely a pass rusher, and that's it. And he'll be the out. He'll play outside linebacker in the NFL. Um, Eighty-nine here at at number eighty-nine for New England. This is this is an easy pick for them. At number ninety it's got to be Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce, I don't know much about him. Um, I know he was the, the number one target for Desmond Ritter, but I think his unknown is going to cause him to drop. But I think he gets picked up by Tennessee. You know, you got Julio Jones, You ha- and you don't know, you know how much longer he's got. So you get another wide receiver to kind of mix in there with A.J. Brown. And the last third round receiver they took turned out to be really great. A.J. Brown. At number ninety-one. I have Tyler Smith going here. Tampa and Baltimore trade. Tyler Smith goes here. Tampa's, uh, you know, you, you got to get a tackle. They got to they got to protect Lamar Jackson. Um, and this is just kind of an area they're filling needs. At number ninety-two, chaining Tyndall out of Georgia. Um, another linebacker goes here. This is a solid pickup for the Green Bay Packers. At number ninety-three, another Nebraska corner. I'm telling you, uh, Cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska. 66, 35 receptions, 66 on 66 targets. So all, almost the <laughs> people are barely catching passes. 351 yards, gave up three touchdowns with a 77 passer rating. The big thing is, is that he does play the outside. Um, he does play the outside. I think he's going to have a chance to, you know, with some coaching in the NFL, have a chance to kind of to benefit. But this is a pick, good pickup and good value for San Francisco. A 94, Kellen Dyes out of, um, Kellen out of Arizona State, 6'7", 200 pounds. He is a graduate, so he's kind of old. Um, gave him six hurries this year, two sacks, played every snap at the left tackle spot. Had a great game at Stanford, but got demolished by Utah. Should, you know, should benefit well in Green, in, sorry, in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think this is, you know, a reach at all. At 95, Brian Cook, another Cincinnati man, 6'1", 210. Looked good this year. Um, actually and he's played everywhere slot box deep um mainly a box safety and i think he will bent, i think as you know kind of be mold him into what harrison smith what harrison smith was a deep safety um but getting him getting brian cook will give them the opportunity to kind of keep harrison smith at back and bring brian cook into the box it'll really help um kevin o'connell and that uh minnesota vikings defense boy Boye Mafé surprised a lot of people at the Senior Bowl. 6'4", 265, had 7 sacks, 26 hurries, and 9 hits this year. Um, came out of nowhere and played well at the Senior Bowl. I had him originally as like a 5th round pick. I think he jumps up to the 3rd round. I don't think he goes higher than that given his unknown about him. And playing in the Big Ten and not, you know, there wasn't much known about him until the Senior Bowl. So I think he's a rising star, could very well be a second-round pick, but I think third round's the best bet. So what I was talking about was Sam's. Darian Beavers is the best Sam linebacker in college football. He, he showed it. 6'4", 255, he showed it against Alabama. He can cover tight ends. He can cover just about any tight end, which is what is, which is, what is so unseen in the NFL now. You know? So Darian Beavers could very well be taken higher just for that, but he, I think he's the be, he is the best Sam linebacker in college football and in the draft. He's taken here at 97 to uh, New Orleans, and his teammate, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, Kobe, um, is taken here. He's taken higher than than I most would think, and I think he is going to be after a solid combine, and he looked great in the uh, college football championship I think Kobe Bryant jumps the boards. I think he's taken in the late third. I think he has an opportunity to be there. At number 10, we have another tight end off the board. So, Jeremy Ruckert out of. So, I haven't gone to Philly. Why? They have Dallas Goddard, but, you know, they traded away Zach Ertz. This gets them a second. You almost need two tight ends in the NFL now. You know, it seems to be that's kind of a thing. You know, like you have multiple wide receivers. Getting two tight ends matters. So, now that with, they paired Jeremy Ruckert with Dallas Goddard, um, he doesn't play much in the slot. Only one hundred seventy-two snaps compared to his two hundred twenty-seven um, on the inside of the line, three hundred nine yards and three touchdowns. So he's he's a big-time blocker, which I think is going to be a, a solid thing for Philly as they as uh, they look too kind of and that Nick Sirianni offense looks to generate some crazy things, and with and and that'll kind of take the load off of Dallas Goddard. At number 101, okay, so this is where... So Detroit hasn't taken a quarterback the entire draft, right? Everybody's probably wondering why. They're taking Bailey Zapp. Bailey Zapp, 59, broke Joe Burrow's record. Um, he's a graduate transfer. So he's graduate transfer. Um, I'm not entirely sure where he's from where he played at before, but this was his only year at Western Kentucky, and he had 5,940 5, yards and 62 touchdowns. Yes, he's playing in an air raid. Yes, he's playing in the – I think they play in the CUSA. That's why he's a third-round pick, but I think he gets taken at one-on-one. I think, I think Detroit's going to say, you know what, he's still here. We're taking him at one-on-one. Excellent pick, and if he works out. And for the final pick in the draft, Baltimore's trade with Tampa – Oh, jeez, I skipped over Quay Walker. Sorry, Quay Walker is going to go to Los Angeles at their first pick. Um, he's an outside linebacker and an inside linebacker. Um, apparently, Quay Walker, is a he's a hybrid. He's a hybrid, so he's a safety linebacker kind of deal. He'll do very well in Los Angeles. And then Thayer Munford at Ohio State is going to go to Green Bay. Green Bay just lost uh, – what's his name? What's his name? The guard, not Green Bay, sorry, Tampa. Um, I forget his name. What is the guard that... I'm going to have to look this up, you guys, sorry. What is the guard that Tampa Bay just left? Tampa Bay guard. Ellie Marpet, who just retired. They're Munford to replace him there. So that's pretty much my draft. And again, we'll go over the first round. Um, you know, that is my three-round draft three-round mock draft um again our first round is our top five is Ikema Konwu, Kyle Hamilton, Evan Neal, Aiden Hutchinson, on Thibodeau so for the most part you know I think that this draft um is going to be interesting I think there's going to be a lot of different players shaped up um and guys taken where you know many wouldn't expect but ultimately i think it'll it'll all work out um the uh, the first round is going to be interesting that top five is going to be interesting it could go any way but uh, nevertheless um this was fun guys and again i want to thank all of you for tuning in and i appreciate all you guys and i hope you guys all have a wonderful evening and a wonderful rest of the day this has been the wiki sports podcast peace out